Welcome to the underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. It's My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. You can listen wherever you get podcasts. You can also follow me on socials at MLUPod. You can also support My Little Underground for as little as $1 a month. The link is in the description and over at PeterARadio.com. Rising from the ashes of Ginger Lee's, we have the newly formed Lunarette on the show talking about their brand new EP, Claire de Lunarette. We also talked about them working with producers versus doing it yourself. Subgenres used to describe them and how some of them probably aren't appropriate. Dance music and so much more with Lunarette on My Little Underground. You guys are the the regeneration, the reformation, that's a better word, of, of the Gingerlies. So, you know, what, what were the reformation conversations like, you know, going from Gingerlies into uh, Lunarette? Well, it was kind of a dramatic uh, transition. So it wasn't really much of a, of of like oh let's let's do this because it's it's a good it's gonna be a good thing let's let's switch to a new thing it was more like we had to like kind of end the band um kind of got a little a little uh hectic at the end so we kind of parted ways ways with with one of the members and then we were like let's start a uh, let's start a new band to me it was ever even like starting a new band it was like we're continuing um, but it's not what it was. So new name, you know, um, as far as like music goes, I feel like we're always just like, we just want to do more, you know? Um, yeah, we were always labeled as a dream pop band, shoegaze band, and we kind of wanted to sort of expand, kind of just like get out of that. That's kind of like our default when it comes to songwriting. Yeah. Because we grew up just like loving that stuff. But, um, we wanted to push ourselves to do, to do more. Yeah. We love we love that stuff, um, but yeah, we we want to really push ourselves. I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good to get out of a, a box and a label. You know what I mean? So you know, like think- people people describe music as like experimental, and I think experimental is like it's not a genre. That's a very personal thing. Like we're experimenting with like, oh, let's experiment with these chords. Um, and so, in in that sense, I would say we are experimental because it's a very personal experiment. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it seems like you guys don't care what a record store would, would label you when, when they're putting the sticker on your record or tape or CD or, or whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Whatever people perceive it as, that's what it is, you know? Yeah, that's what makes good art and good yeah. artists to think like that. Yeah. Um, so w- was there any um, was there any moment, was it just instantaneous when, when, you, when the Ginger Lees kind of had their thing and was there a break period and then you guys came together or was it just, you know what? This is over. Let's just go right to formulating what this is. That's exactly what happened. We actually had songs that Kevin and I have been working on using Ableton. It's a DAW software. Um, And we were like, well, why don't we just use these songs? Start with them and like, let's get a, let's get a bass going. Let's get like a blueprint going of what we want to do. So we, we, you know, we thought that, oh, well, Jackie's still on board. We have Jackie. Jackie's a great vocalist. She's a great artist. So there's like no reason to give up. And we basically just uh, finished Ginger Lee's and yeah, right away just started Lunarette. And that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. It took like a few weeks before we started working on new music. 
it's wow. funny yeah because there definitely was like a break but we were definitely working like the whole time mm-hmm. and it definitely t- it was like a couple years like what two years later when we were finally like hey we kind of have a finished thing ready to present to you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because the reason why i asked because i think about a year and change after ginger lee's were, were were done with um, I, I saw a Jackie at a house show doing some weird experimental tropical pop stuff. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, cool. You know, Jackie's doing her own thing here. So this is definitely over. You know, were you guys doing any other uh, projects in between? I know it was instantaneous, but like, were you guys involved in anything else while Jackie was doing her stuff? Well, for me personally, I mean, a lot of these songs that we're working on together now were ideas that I had started I mean, then, but also even going back before then, like some of these songs I work on now, I started back in like 2008. Wow. Um, yeah, like that I were always just, you know, you know how it is as a songwriter, you, you make a five bar loop and then you never work on it ever again. And then you, <laughs> you keep doing, you know, you never finish anything. Yeah. And Brian too, you know. Yeah, same. Uh, like, hey, during yeah. Ginger Lee's, we were working on our own stuff, like just, you know, experimenting with new sounds and just like trying to, trying to do something different because it was always linear with Ginger Lee's. We had a good time. We, there was good songs. It was good material, but we wanted to kind of just like try something different. Um, we knew with Ginger Lee's we couldn't do what we wanted. It was a little limited. You know, it's oh. like the Mark Volta, like, you know, it was at the drive-in and they could only play punk music. So <laughs> Cedric and Omar, they wanted to do prog music. So I was like, fuck you guys. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing almost. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I, I kind of, I, I like the mentality because you know uh with with, even with at the drive-in and you know the mars volta like you know those guys always had just you know if you look at my background just outer space thinking you know just out out of the box thinking i think that's a that's a good theme for for lunarette just you know never putting yourself in in a box so when you guys are like in front of ableton or or anything else when you guys are putting together music is the mentality because when i'm hearing the tunes i'm thinking okay pop sheen bright and luminescent you know is that the mentality okay we want to keep a pop sensibility or, or what what's well, funny I, I feel like you know i feel like it's hard to it's hard to write a song like it's hard to write a song and like, what i'm what i'm trying to do now is introduce that sort of ugliness to to the music because like and, and like i said we're kind of trying to distance not distance ourselves from dream pop but we're, we're trying to do more and i feel like um you know sometimes songs need that like ugliness that just like that grittiness or something mm-hmm. or something that just goes against the grain um but we still we, we still want to maintain that pop yeah, pop and and that uh, like that beauty that you're talking about too you know? for sure yeah you know hits the nail on that everything you're just talking about the i've been thinking about this album a lot that's why i'm bringing it up uh, St. Vincent's 2014 self-titled album. Mm-hmm. She hits the, she has some ugliness and like some, she keeps that pop sensibility. I think that's like, that's it. Like that's oh, the yeah. apex of that. So bring, bring it on, bring on the ugliness. Yeah. We need it's more that ugly. intentional, that intentional, you know, there's always the, as a musician, you could always say the why, but, or no, you could say the what, you know, this is what I'm doing, but what's the why? Like, why are you doing it? Mm. Yeah. So if it's very intentional, uh, yeah. yeah. Have you guys have you guys ever listened to uh, Parakeet? Mm-hmm. Know that group? Okay, that is like another example. Like there, there's some pop sheen, but it's gritty, it's nasty, and 
right underneath it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Please, please get uglier. I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah. Let's get to go, man. Nasty. Maybe you two have, have seen this um, to this certain certain consistency, but you know, when reading a little bit about y'all, New Wave is the label that is, you know, common in write-ups with you. Do you think that's fair? Or is there anything that's like, no, this is not what Lunaret is and anything, any kind of terminology to be avoided when describing Lunaret? Yeah, I don't, I, I personally don't think so. I, I don't know, New Wave, that's a new for me. But maybe some sounds come off like that. I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't think it's anywhere close to New Wave. I think, um, yeah, I wouldn't describe the whole sound as New Wave. I think, um, Lucky One, though, sort of does have this, and that's kind of like the uh, the standout, I feel like, in the EP, where it's, uh, it's definitely got this, like, new wave, sort of 80s, like, Italo disco kind of feel to it. Um, that's kind of like what we want to do, too. We're like, let's just make this the standout track. Like, so, I mean, that song, I would, you know, I would describe it as, you know, new wave, but I don't know yeah. if I would describe the rest Not of the song. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's like, the whole thing. That's the standout track for sure, which I, I would say that, yeah, that's pretty new. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that that tune, you know, some of the, the synth rhythms have some like, you know, you know some new order-ish, Devo-ish, stuff. but I wouldn't p- throw Lunarette under that category. Like Just... the, the original version of that song too was, um, so Colin wrote that song, who's not here, he's working, but um, Colin originally wrote it. And I remember we were in the studio and we're just like, we need something needs to happen. And Colin and I had this shared love for Italo disco. And we were just like, what if we just like made an Italo disco song? And I think it worked. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I think, you know, th- there's certain tunes that I see like certain club DJs, you know, remixing or songs I will have a remix. That's the one. Oh, that's, that's the one. Anybody wants to remix our songs, please do. Yeah, anyone <laughs> yeah. out there, send them, send them over. Has yeah. anybody like requested that yet or no? With Ginger, yeah. With Ginger Lee's for mm-hmm. sure. Wow. Not Lunarette yet, but we, we we just never got to it. But we're a new band. But I think I think with Lunarette, I think it's definitely possible. I think that's so crazy because when I hear the Lunarette tunes, I feel like more in a dance mood than I did with any of the Ginger Lee stuff. And that's no gripe against Ginger Lee's, but I feel yeah. like moving and grooving to the Lunarette tunes. That's yeah, that's definitely that for, for Lunarette, like when we when I did Austin Street, um, I, I always I, I immediately was thinking like I want to see people dancing, I want to see people moving, I want to see people like in, having a good time, and I then you're, you're right, that's like what we wanted, you know, that's part of like the vibe, just like some sort of like some sort of like uh, enjoyment, just physically like live, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have well, you you probably realize this too, but uh, you know the the stereotype with some New York bands oh every not the bands themselves like crowds at new york shows oh they just stand still they don't dance or whatever but if the record is right they're going to move absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah for sure for sure if you're saying that then you just got to make better no. <laughs> uh, no for sure you know and as gingerly you play songs and you know people stand their arms crossed they're nodding their head I guess what we want it. Yeah, we want more. We want to get that just uh, that want, visceral response from people. You want to you want to feed off that energy. Yeah. But if one of y'all start dancing at a show, then we're all gonna do it. It's yeah. Gonna happen. We'll see. 
the more y'all that stand still, you know, we're going to, the people in the crowd are like, all right, they, no one else is doing it. So we're not going to do it. So yeah. Well, it's a whole new, it's going to be a whole new energy post COVID. We only played what, three, three shows before COVID. Three shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Speaking of those shows, um, did you guys have, you know, these, these songs already con- constructed already, or is there, was there, were there a lot more tunes that you played live that aren't on this EP that may be on future projects or what? No, I think everything we played live as is going to be on the on the EP. Um, yeah. At that point, at least, I mean, yeah. we have a lot more. Oh, we have we have a bunch more now, but for our shows, I think it was just like let's you know we want to play shows. Uh, let's get these songs going as best as we can live, and and yeah, we just kind of just threw ourselves in the fire, and we pretty much just played the songs that we had at the moment for those three shows. No, oh, okay. All right. So it, it seems like you guys have had this, you know, these songs already, you know, planned out before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. you were in Austin Street when? It was 2014. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So these songs probably went through like so many different phases. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. Yeah, these songs, these songs have just been, they, they've been around for a while. They've been in the back burner. I think uh, towards the end of Ginger Lee's, we were going to use a couple, but, uh, you know, whatever happened, happened, and we just took it to the next level to the next band right? yeah so uh the new colossus festival um did you guys end up playing that or were, was it already canceled no we played oh. we actually played we played we played the uh the day the night before everything started getting called off wow yeah so we played that night and uh actually we played so we, we also played another band called peel dream magazine yeah and, that's my i had joe on joe was on the oh, show no. Oh yep, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Love you, Joe. Love Love show. Um, so we, we all played this last show and then I think uh they got away with doing like one or two acoustic shows that weekend because yeah. pianos was closed, like everything was closed. Um it was it was so weird. Like it was like everything was like a state of emergency, like oh everyone needs to go home, everything's gonna close. We don't even know when it's gonna open again. So yeah, we, we got to play that last show and, and that was it. Well, didn't we have actually, we had one show that was canceled. If I if I remember correctly, like the night before everything shut down, uh, we played with uh, Lunar Red and Peel Dream. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a big festival. There were bands from all over the world and everybody had their gear down in the basement. And I remember all this confusion because everyone was like, um, you know, we're playing tomorrow. Do we leave our gear here? And the owners were just like, you can leave it here, but there's a good chance that we're everything's shutting down tomorrow and you're never gonna get stuff. <laughs> like there's gonna be, yeah. It was it was a really it was an interesting night. I think we ended up bringing all of our gear. But home. we got to play, so that's we got to play, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a that's a good way to you know to to go off, you know. How many people were there? Was there a lot of people? Yeah, there was a good there was a good uh crowd. I mean, there's I think all the shows had a pretty decent crowd. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Leo K9. They they yeah. all did a really great job. Like I can't wait to do the next one, and, and um, yeah, it was it was a good crowd. It was a good time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And speaking of canine, I was at a record store on Long Island uh, over the holidays, and I found a Bleeding Rainbow record from 2014. Oh, That's yeah, canine band. Yeah. Nice. And and then Leo told me he's like, dude, you gotta hold on to that because that's like way out of print. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. yeah. Yeah, so out of curiosity, what record store Long Island are you from? Because I'm from Long Island. Oh, where I was, it was um, High Fidelity. Sounds very familiar. It's in Amityville. It's right on. Oh, Road. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you ever, have you ever been there before? Um, 
I don't know if I've been there, but I, I once you mentioned the town, yeah, I I, yeah. Rec- I recognize it, yeah. But what's the what uh, what town in Long Island are you from? I'm from a town called Valley Stream. Me too. You're from Valley Stream. Yes, sir. <laughs> this yes, is not good. This is great. Yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, I moved to uh, I moved out to Queens, but I still go back to Valley Stream a lot because my family is there. So we're in Queens right now. We're in so Queens speak. right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Right next door. People like when I talk to people about Valley Stream, especially those that are like from way out east, they're like, ah, that's not really Long Island. Uh, uh-uh. that's, that's really Queens. I'm like, no, it's not. But I can see why you would say city, that. Talk to people yeah. in the city, like, oh, that's Long Island. Where, where in Queens are you? Uh, Ridgewood. Oh, okay. We're, we're in Sunnyside right now. Oh, okay. Oh, you're not too far. You're not too far from me at all. Wow, cool. Another Valley Stream. That's awesome. That's crazy. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to high school there? Yeah, uh, Valley Stream South. I went to Central. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up closer to Central, but I ended up going to South. But, yeah. yeah. I remember, oh, remember the record store Slip Disc? Yeah, yeah. I, I never walked from there. I never, um, I live, I lived very close there, but, um, okay. yeah, I, I never, I, I, like, I lived in Valley Stream forever, even when it was open, but no one ever told me about it. Until after, yeah. way after it closed down, when Sip This opened up, mm-hmm. uh, that's when people told me, yeah, it used to be a record store. I'm like, no one ever told me. I lived here forever. That's where I used to go to buy my, like, emo posters for my wall in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last thing you, bu- you remember buying there? Last thing I bought there, I think was, like, a Jimi Hendrix poster, maybe, or something. What? <laughs> or, like, wow. a hacky sack, maybe. <laughs> wow. You know, I think it's crazy. You guys played in Peel Dream, and then your, your shit is, like, way not even close <laughs> which yeah. is cool yeah. yeah yeah you know peel dream that, that's really joe's project yeah yeah um, yeah and i love joe and i love playing in peel dream um i think his songs are amazing really fun to play um yeah 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 i think <laughs> yeah i think i think it's i feel like sometimes uh musicians are 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 put in this like one particular scene or something. It's like, well, if you play garage rock, then, you know, you know, you're going to play with this other garage rock band and, and, and this jangle pop band. But I think it's cool that like you can play different things, different genres or and settle into different genres. Obviously Pill Dream is like completely way out of this world. That kind of goes back to what I was saying before about like experimenting or, or experimental music being like a very personal thing because like genre wise yeah we're not very similar but as far as just like we, we definitely connect as songwriters yeah. and we all like super click and like we totally get what he's doing yeah we can definitely adapt to like you know adapt to what lunarette's doing and and definitely adapt to to like what joe wants from us as musicians you know, it's, i think it's pretty cool yeah, and it also goes back to, you know, not putting yourself in, in a box, you know. You want the music writers to be, like, confused when writing about you. Yeah. you know? So it makes them, like, want to think about how we describe bands instead of just a single moniker of what you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're indie something something or post shoot yeah. something, you know, proto-gaze or whatever. Something, we're something. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You, you, you got to put that on the band camp description. Just put literally something or something yeah <laughs> so you guys worked with uh connor hamwick of the drums right so yeah. you know you, you know the drums music is very like uh, pop centric pop oriented did right. he you know bring that out of you or what like what did working with him um do oh, yeah. to help the band totally i would say i think yeah he so he also did that gingerly's record too yeah um 
So I think he's, he's very experienced in that sound. So he definitely, he definitely had a, a big role in that, in the success of, or whatever, the, the positive feedback on that record. Uh, and then for, and then for this Lunar Red stuff, like he, he definitely helped us. He helped us produce a bit. Um, and he definitely wanted to, to get, like, he would give us tips and, and advice on, on, on song, stru- song structure that, you know, we, we definitely took into consideration and, and helped us reform some of the songs that you, you're hearing now. Uh, so yeah, he, he definitely got out of, got, got something out of us for sure on that process. He's very, he was very good at listening to, you know, these songs that we've become so sort of just used to because we were playing them for so long and yeah. he would, he would listen to it as a, just a, he, pro- he probably thinks he, he didn't have too much, so much involvement in it or a lot to do with it, but he, he definitely did. I noticed that with a lot of like good producers, they're like, ah, I didn't do anything because that means the, the artist is, that's what makes a great artist then, you know? Yeah. As a producer, ah, I don't have to do much because you guys already know what you're doing, right? I, I just may give you a little, some- uh, Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, some, maybe some frosting on the cake, but you guys made the cake, so, you yeah. know? Yeah, but also not even just the frosting, sometimes you'd be like, you know what? I think you need some, some strawberries in there or- mm-hmm. So he'll, he'll add, yeah, he'll have the, he'll add the uh, sprinkles, the sparkles. Yeah. Confection of sugar, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, add an extra egg into that batter. An extra egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. as a, as a group now, do you feel like, um, do you, you would need a, a producer for future projects or you, you're open to it or, you know, is it a, a yeah. thought that, you know, when you're constructing music or, at all? Good question. It's a good question. Yeah. Or, Kind of literally figuring that out right now because literally you know i feel like us as a band like so i should clear this up so you know we have our ep coming out in march sometime march 26th i believe <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but we're actually about to record well we've been recording but we're hopefully going to finish recording everything this weekend we have like 10 more songs ready to go after this ep um where's it going oh yeah what are we doing producer wise so i think i think we're we're trying to pretty much take the wheel for the next for the next things the next stuff that we're going to release um it's it's a hard it's kind of difficult because you want to be sure that you know what you're doing and you're used to this sort of process that maybe other producers are probably more experienced in and they probably might listen to it and be like oh we could have done this you could have done that so I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to do it ourselves in terms of production because we're writing the songs. Kevin and I pretty much do most of everything, instrumentation, uh, vocal melodies or, or whatever. So we're trying to just produce it ourselves. And moving forward, we're trying to do that or do everything after that ourselves too. However, I'm sure that we're open to like have another producer help us at some point. Yeah, you know, if it makes there's sense always, to, to y'all, then why not? There's yeah. always that sort of like imposter syndrome, you know? Exactly. Where like, oh, yeah. Where it's like, I, I think this is great, but somebody can make it better. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that's a battle because then it's just like, like, I'll have this conversation with Kevin and he'll be like, well, fuck that. Like, I mean, we can do this ourselves. And like, you know, we, we're, you know, we, we got this. And I'm just, or vice versa. It's like, oh, but what if, you know, what if we can send this to someone else? Like, they might be able to, like, you know, sharpen it up a bit, you know? Uh, yeah i think you know with y'all you know do, doing yourself sounds like 
it, it's helped you in a lot of ways, yeah. but you know, it if it doesn't like make sense. Yeah. It seems like a good idea, but sometimes, I don't know, sometimes it doesn't really go your way. Yeah. yeah but you know, we, we've learned so much in the process and, um, I feel like, by the way, this is brought to you by Bon Beef. <laughs> We're officially sponsored. Sponsor uh, us, man. <laughs> um, well, you know, the audio is going to get released. So, you know, at least they get a free plug audio. Sponsor us, bud. <laughs> um, you know, so all the other songs you have in the can, is it going to be LP1 or EP2? Or do you guys have a, did you guys plan it out? Did you storyboard the Lunarette trajectory or what? You're full of good questions. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know yet. Try. I think, I mean, I mean, shit, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it could be, it could be a double EP, you know, it could Wouldn't be. Wouldn't that be an album? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's all subjective. You know what I mean? Right. It could, it could just be a full length, to be honest. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think, I think maybe like after these, this EP would be appropriate to do the full length or maybe do another EP. I don't know. Yeah. With no, with no touring in in anyone's immediate future, you could do whatever you want, you know, exactly to another seven inch. Who cares? You know, you know, it doesn't matter. We can do the NFT release. (laughs) 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 See, I wasn't going to pull that out of you, but you said it, you know what I mean? Hey, it's like, I've been, I've been, okay. So I've been kind of, I've been skimming through it. I should actually sit down and read it, but I I still kind of don't get it. But at the same time, it's just like, I get a little bit of it and it seems like artists are still going to sort of maybe struggle on it. I don't know if it's uh, even a smart idea at this point yeah i haven't researched it so but yeah nfts <laughs> we'll see what happens maybe that's what jackie doing now she told me she was catching a flight maybe she's taking an nft meeting somewhere yeah <laughs> probably yeah no she's 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 probably in the air right now coming to new york yeah. in uh, very shortly actually we're gonna go pick her up at the airport oh all right cool <laughs> yeah tell her i said hi you know we were talking anyway before so <laughs> it'll be redundant at this point all right lunarette um, thank you guys for coming on My Little Underground. So uh, plug social media, anything you got going on, where people can buy the Lunarette EP and what have you. I would say to buy it, um, Bandcamp is always the best. Mm-hmm. Also, love you, Bandcamp. Yeah, um, we're releasing tapes. Tapes. Um, I saw the, uh, the Babe City guys just they got tapes in the mail. So all your pre-orders are coming out. Um, uh, yeah, I would say Bandcamp, um, you know, we're on Instagram. We're on. I just want to say a shout out to Joe Pildream. My man. My boys in Holy Tunics. And uh, yeah, the canine guys, Leo Canine and, and all the Colossus guys. Yeah, canine. And of course, there. Babe City, Top Babe Shelf. Babe City, Top Shelf. Top Shelf. Represent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>